Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. This is the first podcast I've recorded in so long without worrying that the baby is going to wake up because Chris just took Roman to go pick up dinner. I don't even think I've been alone in the house <laughs> since before Roman was born. So kind of crazy that I'm using, <laughs> as, as I'm sharing that with you, like in real time, I'm like, why then would I record a podcast? <laughs> why don't I just like sit on the couch and have a glass of wine? But here we are, we're recording a podcast and I'm happy about it because um, today I'm going to share with you Something that I heard this year that has changed my life and will continue to change my life. And we're going to break it down and we're going to talk about specifically how we can take it from an idea or an ethos and not only turn it into action, but consistent action that then becomes part of who we are. I want you to really... Think about approaching this podcast episode differently. And, and maybe, maybe that doesn't even apply to you. Maybe you are the kind of person who hears something on a podcast and doesn't have any trouble implementing it. But if you are anything like me, sometimes I listen more for entertainment than for implementation. And entertainment might even be a little bit too liberal. I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of times I listen and I hear great things and then as soon as the episode's over, it kind of slips from my consciousness and nothing happens with it. And I really don't want that to happen for this episode. I mentioned a few episodes ago about how we all have this idea graveyard in our minds, things that we've thought of, things that we've learned, things that we've heard that we never took action on and they just kind of got forgotten and the problem with that is the person we could be, the money we could have, the relationships we could have if we just implemented it. So today is one where I'm going to really ask you, maybe you have to approach it differently. Maybe don't listen to this one when you're driving. Maybe don't listen to this one while you're working out or while your kids are running around. Or maybe if you do that, put time on your calendar now to listen to it again. I want you to do something with what we're going to talk about in today's episode a first time and then a second time and then a third time and on and on and on until it is consistently reflected in the way you operate day in and day out. I think that's where most of us are. That is the only missing link. That is the only reason that we are not where we want to be in all the different areas of our lives that maybe we struggle with because we know, we know what we need to know we're just not in the consistent pattern of implementing it, right? Doing something with what we know again and again, and then as many times as it takes until it's a part of who we are. So we're going to talk about strategies for that in today's episode. So the thing that I heard this year 
that changed me and will continue to change me because this is one that I have put in my calendar for more than once a week. I think it's twice a week. It might even be three times a week so that I see it again and again and again and again. It comes from Chris Harder, a friend of mine. I was part of his elite mastermind for a couple years, a couple years back. He said, the great irony is that most people are afraid to spend their money despite being able to earn more later, but will freely spend their time frivolously despite never being able to earn more of it. I'm going to read it one more time. We're going to break it down. The great irony is that most people are afraid to spend their money despite being able to earn more later, but will freely spend their time frivolously despite never being able to earn more of it. Time is the only resource we can't get more of. And I certainly have been guilty of being afraid to earn, afraid to spend money, even though if I went broke tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, I could no longer be broke, right? <laughs> Whether it's getting a job at Target, it's writing a book, it's babysitting, <laughs> it's getting a job at another company, whatever it is, we can always make more money. There is nothing finite about our financial resources. But we can't get more time. Time is the only thing we can't get much of. And so this idea that we're more particular about how we spend our money and more resistant to let go of money or waste money, despite the fact that we can get more of it. But I don't know, when I read it, I was like, but damn, we will waste time like, pfft, like it's no thing. But we don't get any more time. And what's crazy is I made myself a note a few weeks ago that I was going to record this episode. And then uh, just before Chris took the baby to go get dinner, I was upstairs uh, in his nursery while he was sleeping and I was on my phone sitting on the floor and I saw a post that this guy I used to work for died. I worked for this big company and there was a team of executives and there was one that I worked with every single day and then this other one that I worked with probably you know, two or three times a month but for years and years and years. Um, well, that makes it sound like it was a really long time. It was like seven years, six, six years, but still, <laughs> you know, three or four times a month to be meeting with him for six years, that was a lot. Anyway, he was this like vibrant, fun, healthy, fit guy, used to be a professional NFL player, drop dead. Drop dead in what most would consider sort of the prime of his life, like career sort of winded down and now young and healthy, relatively speak, I mean, relatively young, but certainly healthy with new grandbabies, dead, just dead. And I point that out not to be morbid in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, him and his family are, are very much on my mind right now, but I say it because you don't know how many days you have. Like, even if, even if you are going to live to 100, your days are still fixed. You can't make more of them. You don't get any more time than the time that you have. But the fact of the matter is none of us know if we have a week left or a month left or three years left. And again, I'm not trying to be like, you know, a downer, but we have to keep that in mind when it comes to the fact that we're wasting time and we're wasting time without realizing that it's the only thing that we can't get more of. And it's probably the most valuable thing that we have. 
I want to go back to Chris's words. The great irony is that most people are afraid to spend their money despite being able to earn more at any time, but will freely spend their time frivolously despite never being able to earn more of it. And I think that the first reason it hit me so hard was on the money side, because there's, there's two pieces of this, right? There's the maybe don't be such a nut job like I have been about spending money and fear around that. And maybe be a little bit more intense in particular about how you spend your time. I have been, and and my family teases me about this, like even as I've made more money and I've gotten out of debt and all of these things, I'm still, I still work against that scarcity mindset with money. And this just reminded me that like, I could go to zero tomorrow and I wouldn't be at zero for a single day because whether I walked into the gas station down the street and got a job or I got a job at a, at a, a big company or I started a different business, there's no limit on how much money we can make, right? So I, I love that. It kind of made me, these words made me change my perspective and help me be more willing to take investment risks with my money or just spend more on fun experiences that I might normally hold back on because it doesn't seem wise. It's also reminding me, though, to treat my time with a lot more reverence. So there's two parts of this, right? Being willing to consider money differently, but also the time If I behaved as if time was the very most valuable thing in my life, what would I do differently? I mean, I think time is the very most valuable thing in my life. I only had, I only had 14 days with my daughter. If I knew that I only had 14 days with my daughter, it would have looked different. I mean, sure, she was a newborn, so there's a lot of time just spent with her. Man, I wasn't away from her, but still, I don't think there's anybody who can say, if I only knew I had 14 days, I wouldn't do do anything differently. I absolutely would have done so much differently. Like Chris and I never took a picture with her together. We took a million pictures of her and there's pictures of me with her and there's pictures of him with her, but we didn't take a family picture. And you know, that's like, it's a sad story, sure. But the fact of the matter is, You don't know if you have another month with your spouse or another 10 years or another two years or another 10 minutes or your kids. If you behaved as if time was the most valuable thing in your life, what would you do differently? And I would love for you to make a list. And I started to do this for myself when I was thinking about this uh, earlier this morning. If I behaved as if time was the very most valuable thing in my life and I wasn't going to waste any of it, as if it was like, you know, the most precious stone or diamonds, you wouldn't just be like, oh, this one doesn't matter. I have have so many, this one doesn't matter. No, you you would treasure them and you would be so careful. So what, what kinds of things would I do differently if I behaved that way? I probably would not have cable in my home or television at all. And even as I, as I thought that, there was like a resistance. Well, but, you know, it's nice to, well, Am I going to treat time like it's the most important thing or am I not? Because the fact of the matter is, you know, my husband might not see this the same way. His answers might be differently. And so he might choose to keep televisions and cable, but I don't have to watch it. 
They don't have to go so far as not having televisions or not having cable. Like I can just use my time differently. And I was thinking about it because you guys have heard me talk about how one of my primary challenges as a new mom has been when do I get work done? Because I am a full-time mom. I'm breastfeeding. You know, Chris works outside the house. And oftentimes during the day, I'll be like, oh, okay, when he goes down for a nap, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then if he has a short nap, then I'm frustrated. And so I was like, well, I could make this very simple for myself. Now that he has more of a set sleep pattern, of course, it's not set in stone, but more consistent, I can work from 5 to 6 in the morning, because he's usually up between 6 and 6.30, I can work from 5 to 6, and then I can work from 7 to 9, and then I can work on the weekends. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to ever again try to get work done in naps, and that will allow me to be more free with my time. If I want to use that time, just sit and watch him sleep. If I want to use that time to connect with friends instead of feeling like, well, I can't do that because I have to work, that is up to me. That is an option for me. Now, your answers might be different because maybe you're not a mom with a baby. Maybe you're not a business owner. Maybe you don't do your work from home. It doesn't matter if your answers are similar to mine or not, but I want you to think this through. If you were really living like time was the most valuable thing in the world and you weren't going to waste any of it, what would change? If I was making the most of every single moment, really, really making the most of every single moment, what would that look like? What kind of choices would I make and what kind of choices would I not make? If you were acting like time was the most important thing, if you were making the most of every moment, really making the most of every moment, what would that look like? What kind of choices would you make and what kind of choices would you not make? One of the things that came to mind for me on this was arguing. Like there would just be so much that just, I'm not wasting my time arguing with you over, you know, any, anything, really anything. Mindless scrolling, but I want you to be really, really specific, right? If you're thinking about this, because this is where it can kind of go to the idea graveyard because we really don't get specific. We just have ideas and we don't do anything with those ideas. So if you're thinking something like, I'd watch less TV. What's the ideal? Is the ideal one hour a week? Is it one hour a month? Is it one hour a night? If time's really valuable, that might, might, might seem like a lot. But, you know, because if you're awake for 16 hours a day, that's one sixteenth of your life. If you're only watching an hour a day, right? that's a lot for TV, in my opinion, right? But get really specific. If you say, I'd love to travel more, what's the ideal? A one trip a quarter? Is that a weekend away? Is that a week away? Is that one international trip a year for 10 days? I want you to get very, very specific because it's going to be tough to take action on any of this if you aren't specific. So when you ask yourself these questions, if I behaved as if time was the most valuable thing, what would I do differently? If I was making the most of every moment, like really making the most of it, what kind of choices would I make? What kind of choices would I not make? I want you to be very specific. Don't just generally say like more family moments. What would the ideal be? Less arguing. What would be the ideal? I'd travel more. Be super, super specific because then you're going to be able to take action on it. And I would start with only one thing at a time. I wouldn't start with 
you know, one weekend away a month and and no TV, like start with one, in my opinion, unless this really moved you and you're like, no, I'm not wasting any more time. Good on you. But I typically have more success starting with one thing. There's somebody that I follow online who I would say is like the model of this. And if you really want to be moved to live in this way, Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler is um, Sarah Blakely's husband. Sarah Blakely is founder of Spanx. Jesse Itzler, is her husband, has an impressive resume of his own, but he is like so good at this. And he always says that because he doesn't do things like watch TV, he fits two or three days into every day because he utilizes every waking moment. And it just inspires the heck out of me. But I have decided that I'm going to turn from inspired by it to being really specific about what it could look like for me because when I'm specific, then I can put it into action. If you aren't following Jesse Itzler, I recommend it. So the strategies for then doing something with it, it begins with being super specific. Okay, and then once you have that specific, what can I do with it today? If I was living this as this was my operating system, what would that look like today? Not all at once in general, the whole hog, but if I were implementing today, what would it look like? Right? We've got to know where we're going with it. And we have to keep it in our minds. Do not take the time to go through this mental exercise and get specific and then ask yourself for one day what you can do about it and then it falls off the radar. Put it on a sticky note that's in your journal. Put it on your calendar as a meeting with yourself for 15 minutes before you take your lunch break or before you get in the shower in the morning. You've got to make sure that you keep it in your mind. And then we have to come back to it again and again asking ourselves what one or two or maybe even three things we can do each day to move in that direction. I do that in my change makers journal. That's why I created it so I could have a place to keep those things not only top of mind but be be kind of guiding myself towards action. I hope that you will kind of workshop this cuz I think it's important and I thank Chris Harder for it. The great irony is that most people are afraid to spend their money despite being able to earn more later but will freely spend their time frivolously despite never being able to earn more of it. I'm excited to hear what this makes you think about. Join me in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Share. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's get ideas from each other. I'll put the link to that in the show description. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.